Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, May 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Welcome into this Friday, May 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us today. And uh, I believe I have the right mic. Welcome, Dylan. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a little bit. We're only about a week or two at this point, right? Welcome, Colin. Hey, I was uh, Randy Brown and Scott Foster for a second on TV. Now I'm me. Huh? Still had the wrong title. but Scott Hager, you mean? Scott Hager. Yeah. Uh, Scott Foster's the NBA rep. I know. I'm still <laughs> mad at him from Celtics game or something. <laughs> I mean, it, it's ridiculous that he's still in the league after what he was accused of a few years ago and definitely was a part of it in my mind. All right, Chris Paul. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk some high school uh I guess basketball here today. Basketball? Yeah. Hedgesville basketball sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that pulled up, Nick? (laughs) I got to get to it, yeah. All right. Well, yesterday we went out to Hedgesville High School, so all head coach Kelly Church and his staff and uh, two players signed to the same place. They're going to go on and play at Potomac State, play some Juco ball, uh, is Stephon Barclay and Cam Wilkes. And uh, Coach, you'll hear it later on in the thing that uh, Coach found – our coach has said whereas other what his other players are doing after uh other seniors that were anticipated to play ball nick you could probably speak on that a little bit yeah uh, some of them are going to continue to play high school or college basketball and some guys are going to uh you know move on and do other things with their lives but um you know definitely i think overall very successful senior class for hedgesville and, uh, you know, definitely excited to see what they're able to do with the rest of their lives. I mean, some great seniors here, but Stefan Barclay and Cam Wilkes both going uh, to Potomac State. So excited about them. It's rolling before she might want to flip it back now. All right. Well, All right. We'll play Nick's package. Head coach Kelly Church. Uh, coach Church, what can you say about uh, Cam Wilkes and Stefan Barclay and what they brought to your team while they're at Hutchinsville? Well, um, you know, obviously, uh, both of them tremendous, uh, tremendous athletes and, and uh, you know, their basketball skills. But, uh, you know, all that aside, like, you know, when I when I just when I spoke to the parents briefly before they, they, they signed their letters of intent, like, uh, you know, the, we, we really do. We talk about it here all the time. Like the, the relationships you build. Uh, you know, obviously, they they help us. They helped us win basketball games. Uh, but you know, they made a difference in our school. They're they're, they're good kids that um, you know teachers liked having in class. Um, and we're and we're part of our community. Um, you know, basketball wise, obviously, uh, you know, Steph's athleticism, 
Cam's skill and shooting ability. Hopefully we'll bode well for both of them and, and for Potomac State. Coach Streets does a great job, and he's a, he's a young guy. I met him a, a few years ago, and uh, ever since then, you know, we've, we've built a relationship. And um, you know, I tell the kids all the time that relationships is, is what it's really about and can make a big difference in your future. And so, uh, you know, both of them have, have done what they needed to do academically. Uh, and, you know, uh, came here with aspirations of playing college basketball and through their hard work and, and relationships and, uh, you know, making phone calls and doing different things, you're able to make some things happen for them. So I'm extremely happy for them and their family uh, that both of them have the opportunity to go on and play basketball at the collegiate level. What do you think it's going to be like for them to get to continue to play together at the next level? Well, I, I you know, it's not even the playing together. I think that part will be fun eventually. Uh, but, you know, it's the... Not, not, not having a complete panic of who's your roommate going to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think they're going to end up rooming together. Uh, you know, Coach brought down, I think they're both going to get to wear their numbers. Uh, you know, little things like that, kids, really. I mean, it's silly that that's what they care about a lot, but they're both going to get to wear their same numbers they wore here. Um, you know, uh, and they're, they're, they're probably going to room together. Uh, basketball players will all be together up there, I think. And, uh, but they're going to room together, and they're really, really excited about that. And so I think that eases the transition. Uh, one of the things that I've said about about Berkeley County just in general, even when, when the twins who ended up, you know, one went to Marshall and the other went to the Merchant Marine Academy, but, like, uh, there was part of Alex that was considering just, just going to Shepard. Um, and part of the reason he was considering, and when I say just, I don't mean in a slight at all. It's, just, it's a really, really good school, and it's right beside us. This place is, is such a, you know, we're so fortunate to live in the eastern panhandle. Uh, we just have so many blessings here that while we're, we're close to big cities, but, you know, there's a, there's a safe feel here. And uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to get kids to want to leave that. And so, uh, you know, they're going to Potomac State, which isn't that far away, uh, but it's far enough away where, you know, if they want to do laundry, they're going to have to come home on a weekend, not on a Monday night. So, um, but we're, we're excited for them. And, um you know, and, and it, you know, obviously it says a little bit about what we do here at Hedgesville High School in terms of basketball kids. We've had in the 25 years, like, you know, we've had you know, close to 40, 43, 44 kids go on and, and play college basketball. And uh, so helping them be able to do that to give them some incentive to, to continue and chase their degrees is what's really, really important. And overall, uh, your senior class that's departing this year, a very special senior class, uh, What's it going to be like to, I guess, kind of replace those guys, but also, you know, see what they do at the next level or whatever they decide to do with the rest of their lives? Well, uh, you know, again, same thing. Like, uh, for me, one of the fortunate things was all five of them had an opportunity, if they wanted to, uh, to, to participate in collegiate athletics. Uh, I think uh, Damon Cook's going to, going to go to Shepard uh, and just be a student. Uh, he had an opportunity to go and play, and um, but, you know, he just, you know, he's ready to move on from it. Uh, uh, and, and, Christian, uh, you know, uh, Bolduc Home Improvement's a pretty good company, uh, and his his dad does a, a great job. And Christian's worked with him ever since he was 12 years old, and so uh, Christian had an opportunity to go and play as well. But I think he's decided he's just going to start working with his dad right away and and start making money and has his own his own lawn care business that, that Christian does on his own. That uh, you know he, he used to cut my grass when he was 12 years old. So um, you know he does that. Uh, so we're um, you know, and then Jackson's still playing baseball. Uh, and he, he certainly has an opportunity to play that and, and basketball in college, but I think he's going to end up focusing on baseball, maybe football, but, but probably baseball. And uh, so, you know, right now everybody's just enjoy, enjoying the, you know, the end of their senior year. For me, one of the things that makes it feel really, really good is with the exception of Jackson, who's not quite sure yet but does have opportunities, 
the, the kids aren't in panic mode. What am I going to do now? And there's lots of kids in this world we live in. As you finish high school, they're just not sure what they're going to do, whether it be academically, you know, trade-wise, whatever they're going to do. And, and I feel pretty good about the fact that our kids all have a plan. Um, we're doing the best we can to help them execute that plan. We're here with Cam Wilkes, committed to Potomac State. Uh, Cam, how excited are you to get to continue to play basketball at the next level? I'm just ready to start the next chapter, man. I mean, it was a long recruitment process, but finally found somewhere to go and ready to play. Getting to go and play with your uh, teammate Stefan Barkley, that's got to be exciting as well to you know, know somebody on the team and know somebody when you're going there. Right, yeah. I mean, hopefully I get to room with him, but that's my guy. So, I mean, I get to play with him a couple more years and see, see how that goes. And you already uh, are familiar with some of the guys on the team being Martinsburg players up there. Uh, so that's got to be you know, nice to know some guys that are already there as well. Right, yeah. I know a couple more guys. I got some people down in Virginia that I know. So, I mean, it should be fun. It should be should be a cool little atmosphere. What kind of drew you to Potomac? The coaching staff, I mean, they showed they wanted me, and then they got me. So, ready to play. What are you going to miss most about your time at Hedgesville? The coaching staff, I mean, those are my guys. I was only here two years, but, I mean, they made me feel like family. So, it was cool. All right, Cam, thank you. Good luck. Thank you. We're here with Stefan Barclay. Stefan, uh, on your signing day, excited about going to Potomac State. What led to that decision? I'm extremely excited. The coaches pretty much stuck me through the whole process. So that pretty much made me stick with them because they stuck with me. You spent one year here at Hedgesville. What kind of uh, what did you take away from your final senior season here? Uh, we really learned how to play as a team. I feel like that was really important. It showed me uh, how to have people's back when they have mine. And getting to play with your teammate Cam and there's already some guys at Potomac State that you played with as well at Martinsburg so what's that going to be like? I was going to be really excited I'm ready for it. Alright Stefan anything else? No that's it thank you. Good luck. Thank you. We're here with Potomac State head coach Ryan Streets. Coach uh, able to land Stefan Barclay and Cam Wilkes today on their signing day. Um, what did you see in their game that would wanted you to bring them to Potomac? Yeah, a uh, huge day. I mean, super excited for these guys and their families. Um, you know, anytime you get uh, kids from a program uh, from Kelly Church, I mean, uh, I mean, he's just one of the best in the business uh, when it comes to high school hoops. Uh, you know, they're just, you know, Cam can score the ball really, I mean, at will. Uh, he did it all year long, um, and we're really excited for that. You know, at, that's what we need. We need we need someone to be able to come in and score for us. Uh, and Stefan, he can score as well, uh, but we're really excited about his length and athleticism and what he can do on the defensive end um, as well. So, You already have a few guys from the Eastern Panhandle on your team. Uh, how do you think that helps as well to – you know, recruit in this area. What do you like about recruiting down here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, there's a lot of good basketball in this area. I think anytime you you get any you get a group of guys that know each other and have played uh, against each other or with each other, you know, travel basketball. I mean, it's, it doesn't do anything but help you in your program for sure. Anything else really stand out to you about either one of these guys and what they're going to bring to Potomac? Yeah, I just think you you know we're we're really trying to to, to change change the culture uh, at Potomac State. This is, we're going into my second year um, uh, at the helm, and you know I'm really looking forward to, to changing the culture, and Coach Church just has such a good culture here. You know, I think that these two guys can really be, help you know, build that culture and be the foundation uh, of that culture for us uh, for years to come. So. All right, Coach, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Again, Nick there caught up with head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles basketball team, Kelly Church, then the two players, Stephon Barclay and Cam Wilkes, and then the head coach for the Potomac State 
uh, for Potomac State. That was Ryan Streets in his second season as head coach, or after his second year as head coach. And uh, Nick, what did you kind of take away from those interviews? Well, I think, uh, first of all, you know, congratulations again to Cam Wilkes and uh, Stephon Barclay, two great players for Hedgesville this past season. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to bring a lot to Potomac State. I think Potomac State has, you know, a good core of Eastern Panhandle guys, uh, Camarion Dow and uh, Jaron Adkins are out there Gavin currently. Barclay. So, you know, you already have... Gavin Barkley from Berkeley Springs as well. Yep. So you already have, uh, you know, a good bit of... Eastern Panhandle athletes and now four EPAC guys that have all played together as well because Cam and Stefan started their careers at Martinsburg. So, you know, they're familiar with each other. I think that really helps Potomac State's uh, chances of being competitive this year. And uh, I just, I think they're going to a good situation. You know, a good young coach, uh, just from talking to Coach Streets, I mean, he seems to have, you know, a good good basketball mind, even though I only talked to him for a few moments. Um, and, and having a young coach, I think, is helpful, especially when you're heading into college. You know, Coach Church hit, hit on it as well. Uh, your biggest question, I think, your freshman year of college is, like, who am I going to roommate with? Yeah. And, and is my roommate going to be, you know, weird or whatever? <laughs> and, you know, knowing who your roommate is, I think, is a nice thing heading in and, and knowing the people on the team are, you know, going to at least be people that you're comfortable with. Uh, helps at that transition especially if you're going more than you know like 30 minutes away or if you're going like an hour hour two hours away however far potomac state is uh you know you're getting away from home a little bit so have people around you that you know uh, can really help and, and if you're especially going to play a sport and you know playing at the division two or division three level is pretty difficult you know there's a lot of things that you have to do still as a student athlete and you're not necessarily getting the same help as a Division One athlete. So, you know, having people that you're familiar with, I'm sure, will help these guys. Yeah, it definitely will. Uh, if any other commitments are out there, just uh, let us know. We'll uh, post them and, and talk about them on the air. Um, before we hit the break, we'll talk about high school sports this weekend. The state track and field meet down at, uh, in Charleston at Laidley Field this afternoon. I believe it also continues to the weekend. A lot of uh, EPAC representation down there from what i've seen on facebook yeah good luck to all the teams down there i know it's uh today and tomorrow so hopefully we get a few state champions and maybe even a team state champion yeah uh, i do believe though that if i was reading something and the uh well, is it the four by the team from jefferson that won last year mm-hmm. i don't think they can win this year i think they got might have gotten dq'd in the epac meet i don't know so I'd have to double-check on that. Uh, also, some lacrosse going on. Not a WVSSAC sport yet, but probably will be in the next 10 or so years. Uh, the state tournament for uh, the Division Two tomorrow on the both boys and girls' side. Martinsburg down there representing. The, on the boys' side, they'll play John Marshall. And then on the girls' side, they're playing Hedgesville. So Martinsburg versus Hedgesville in girls lacrosse at the state tournament, or state championship, I should say. I believe that is down at Davis and Elkins College. So... Uh, Good luck to those teams participating down there as well. Uh, But that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk uh, some hockey playoffs plus some NFL news. On the other side of this two-minute break, you're tuning the Sports Mix and Talk Radio WRNR and TV10.
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice, you're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, May 19th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. And we're about to get into these. Uh, and Dylan, sorry. You do it for a week, and then sometimes it just, you get into a rhythm. Sorry, Dylan. Yeah, you know. Dylan Bishop is here with us as he so sometimes randomly just pops up and says, hey, I'm not teaching today. I'm going to come on the show. Or today he was picking up his paycheck, and he just decided to hang out. And, and then he's not teaching today. Yeah. Make that clear too. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, he's like, "It's eleven forty, and we're like, oh, "Is he going to be on the show?" Yeah, I'll hang out. Well, you know, it's like you come in here twenty minutes before the show, you're still here, and he's like, "Well, you might as well." Yeah, might as well hang out, and get some lunch later. You know, don't yeah. need a he quite needs yet. a reason to get the paycheck that he's taking. Well, he already worked for his it's paycheck. Ju- I know. He's working for his next paycheck today. Exactly. I put in my hours for today's check already, Colin. We're going to be hearing some more of him uh, on the air this next, uh, as the summer months begin, right, Dylan? That's what it looks like, yeah. All right, Dylan Bishop going to be on the air, maybe taking over some uh, morning we'll news from Colin, give him some I time off. I like the sound off. of that. It gets to sleep in, potentially. <laughs> Not for the first couple weeks. Though. Not for the first couple weeks. It's the opposite. <laughs> All yeah. right, let's get into some hockey. Uh, four overtimes last night in the playoffs. And uh, I saw Rick Kozlowski tweet something last night. Uh, pull it up because it has to do with playoff hockey. I think he. he I'm gonna. I'm gonna paraphrase what he said here. 
while I find it. He basically said playoff hockey is the best playoffs or overtime hockey is the best playoff. Let me pull out what pull up what he said. Winning there is nothing better in sports than NHL postseason overtime hockey, is what he said. But that might not be what other people think. I don't. I'll come out and say that. I, I think that it's too long. I mean, it, yes, I, I get the point of it, you want to make it like it's a typical period, but to make guys go out there and have to skate for over two hours when it's a seven-game series is absolutely ridiculous on these guys' bodies after an 82-game season, and it is the most grueling sport that we have on athletes' bodies by far. So for them to have to go out and basically play two and one-third games of hockey for one game is absurd. And I like the regular season Maybe not the shootout. You don't have to go that far. But do three-on-three hockey. If you want to keep it to 20 minutes, go right ahead. By all means. But you can't force these guys to go out there for that long for a game. But then they're going to complain that it's not fair because it's three-on-three. It's not real It's still fair. Was I the only one that watched the World Cup this past year and thought, wow. Yes. (laughs) All right. Yes, but hear me out. Uh, That watched those penalty shootouts and thought, man, this is awesome. Just the the intensity, like the the tension, the drama there at the end of just one one one-on-one coming down. You get one shot to miss or make. There were games. I I like shootouts, personally. And I'll bring it back up from the Olympics with TJ Oshie, who did not enjoy watching USA-Russia shootouts back But people complained that the shootout wasn't good for the game because it's not a real real winner or whatever. It is. I didn't even watch. That was the complaint in the NHL. That's why they changed it. I think probably the only game in the World Cup that we watched, like, fully like during the regular time was that usa game that we watched uh, in morgantown yeah uh, colin otherwise i was watch i would just kind of keep watch on twitter for hey this game's going for to a penalty shootout like oh cool let me now let me pull up fox that's what i was watching i was there for the penalty shootouts bring them back hockey they can work too dylan please don't hit the table it's a sensitive thing to do. Excuse me. I'm getting passionate about penalty shootouts. All right. Well, I'll say 3-2 victory. you don't watch. That's yeah. Do. <laughs> you don't even watch it. You're getting passionate about it. I like it, though. Maybe I would it. watch it if there were penalty shootouts. Yeah. Um, maybe. All right. Panthers beat the Hurricanes 3-2 last night in that four-overtime game. How does it go lead? four overtimes and they only score one goal? Because they didn't score in the other three? I understand. The puck like, didn't go in the net. how that works. But because the... Because in NHL overtime, the goal. Wait, no, isn't it in playoff overtime? It's just like you can go back. No, it's still golden goal. It is? Yeah. I always forget that. It's it's still golden goal. All right. But they make it 20 minute periods as if it's a regular period. Yeah, because then they they go and have an intermission for 20 minutes. Yeah. So they get them off their feet for 20 minutes. So yesterday was probably a six hour (laughs) game. 830 to 130. I know why they have to do it, but this is why I don't watch it because they have a halftime after every period. So there was a five-hour yeah. and nine-minute game, I believe, at one thirty-six. It started, I believe, at eight thirty. I could be wrong at what time the game started. Maybe it started at eight. Uh, but Colin, do you remember back? It was thirteen years ago, thirteen playoffs ago. The Capitals hosting the Rangers. 
triple overtime mm-hmm. thriller at Ver- then Verizon Center. As- I remember staying up to watch it. I hated the next day. Yeah. That was when, when we were talking about overtimes. I was like, that's what I remember. I just remember like knowing somebody that went to the game that went on Metro, and they had to leave because the Metro closed. Yeah. And they extended Metro for an hour at that point. So it was it was definitely crazy to think about. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Bring NHL. Bring shootouts. Yeah. I don't know if you do shootouts in the playoffs. Or just do the three-on-three. Three. Well, you could. The Golden Knights, they're in the West Final, uh, which is pretty crazy they're back in the West Final. Colin. Good for them. I mean, they, they've been a solid franchise since the beginning. And since 2018, 2017, yeah, yeah. 2018. People will say it's because they got to pick players from other teams that they couldn't keep protected, and then they changed with Seattle. But Seattle was pretty solid this year, too. They made the playoffs. So Fortunately, they fell to, the I believe, the Golden Knights. Right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's the Stars and the Golden Knights game one in the West Final tonight, 830 on ESPN from las vegas uh, but let's move on now talk some nfl topics here mitch trubisky gets an extension as the backup quarterback for the pittsburgh steelers they've now have locked down their three quarterbacks as as mason rudolph back and then you have kenny pickett as number one uh but uh that was the interesting news that came out yesterday i believe the gm of the con g uh, i can't remember is for omar Khan maybe is his, is his name i believe you're right uh the gm of the steelers was on the pat mcafee show and uh pat goes what are you working on today and then he said a contract extension for mr Trubisky. so news broke yesterday there it's a two-year extension so it'll keep him Three around years. no it's a two-year extension that will keep him he was entering the final year right yeah so it'll keep him around for three more total seasons uh i don't this is news but i don't i don't necessarily did you're the paying steelers, him more than you're paying kenny pickett i think did the steelers really watch last season and watch trubisky out there before pickett came in and said man and we, gotta, not we gotta get three more how years much of the this. fans absolutely hated him and had no confidence in him yeah. and begged Pittsburgh to get rid of Trubisky by chanting Pickett each and every game. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. This is an interesting. I mean, situation. He's going to be the backup. So yeah, you know, do you think he's better than Mason Rudolph? I think is the question, and probably. I mean, they're probably about the same. Um, it's weird to me that the Steelers have always had you know three quarterbacks on their roster. Well, now you have to. Right, which is a dumb rule, in some ways, but I get it because of the 49ers situation. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know. They're both pretty much the same. I don't really need to go get Trubisky, but having a guy that knows the system, I think is good. And, uh, a guy that's worked with Kenny too, I think still helping him develop, even though he's not really like that traditional mentor quarterback that had a lot of success in the NFL. Uh, he's still, you know, has been around the game for a while. So, yeah, it's a backup quarterback. It's not necessarily huge news, but I think it's interesting that you know they're going to keep him around. But I mean, obviously, I think he's a better backup than a lot of the guys out there. So yeah, I mean, he's mobile. He, you know, he's he can run around a little bit. He's been there with Pickett last year. He has a he has two arms. He's got he's got two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. So he's basically that's what he brings to the table. There you go. Yeah, uh, let's move on now. An update <laughs> from a true Bears fan. There will be an update, but no vote on the commander's sale this next week at the NFL owners' meetings, uh, which is pretty interesting. They will not vote. The Dan and Tony Snyder they reached that purchase and sale agree, or they reached a purchase and sale agreement for the commanders with the group led by 76ers Devils co-owner Josh Harris last Friday. 
Uh, apparently, this is there's there's some interesting things. The NFL has still got to review all the uh, financial things for all the minority owners as well. It's going to take some time, uh, but the longer it takes, it's in the back of my mind, Colin. I'm having doubts. Is that bad? I mean, a little bit, yeah, because at any point, the Snyders, I guess, could pull out of the deal if they truly wanted to. Or something could be wrong with the financials and the deal falls through. Yeah. And then nobody's going to buy the commander for $6.05 billion. Yeah. It, you were really hoping as a fan to have it done ASAP because I wouldn't we've be been wanting it. about it. I mean, I understand, like, you want it to get done as soon as possible, but I think it's sold at this point. You know, Josh Harris owns teams, so we know he probably has the money. You know, it's Magic Johnson's involved. I don't think you have to be really too concerned about it not getting done. It's Obviously, you want it done as soon as possible because you want that new ownership group in there so they can start, you know, doing what needs to be done with the franchise because at this point they're kind of just in a uh, – you're already in this season too so you want it done asap because you want them making the decisions for the preseason of this upcoming season you don't want them having to rush to force any decisions that could potentially go wrong like what is snyder going to get in there exactly he's going to be a lame duck i mean all right he wasn't i said doing anything anyway what lame duck I i wanted to make sure people knew i said duck though i heard duck i heard duck Good. There was no other words that sounded like that that I thought you would have said. But other people would call Dan Snyder something else. <laughs> That's why I'm going to leave that off man. the air. Uh, Josh Harris's deal uh, with Dan Snyder includes a, quote, earnout, a structure that would provide Snyder with a deferred payment of an amount contingent on the franchise reaching specified financial benchmarks, according to five people with knowledge of the terms of the sale, according to the Washington Post. The earnout represents a relatively small but perhaps meaningful portion of the overall sale price. It is inclusion its inclusion in the deal explains in part why people familiar with the deliberations of the NFL Financial Committee last week described the sale agreement between Harris and Snyder as, quote, unusually complex. The Financial Committee raised issues during the two-and-a-half-hour meeting last week in New York and con- continues to have concerns about Harris's deal. One person with knowledge of the committee's conversation said that this week with the amount of debt in the deal that the amount of debt in the deal is, in the committee's view, significantly above the NFL's $1.1 billion limit for team acquisitions. Uh, But that's part of the reason slowing down this process. Which I think is good that he's not just giving them all this money, that part of it is contingent on them hitting certain benchmarks. Yeah. So if they don't, Dan Snyder doesn't get all this money, which I think is good because they need more money. Do you think the new ownership group's keeping the name Commanders? I think they have to. I think to. they do. Okay. I think there's no way that Figure. they can afford another rebrand. Yeah, it'd be kind of tough. Well, I believe the NFL would probably not want you to rebrand again. Because of all the, the money that it costs. Jerseys. To, yeah, jerseys. I mean, already the NFL. Fans buying jerseys. Yeah. The NFL already does this thing. If you're a player and you change numbers, you have to buy out all your jerseys that are already made. I always forget about that, yeah. Yeah, like Curtis Samuel just changed his number. He had to buy out all his jerseys. Uh, While we're talking commanders here, and kind of this is just the, you know, not a lot of, you know, we don't have to hit certain topics at certain times. Uh, With the sale of the commanders, the the D.C. council people have said, let's bring the commanders back to RFK. 
they want them back, but Virginia's going to supply the most incentives to have a stadium, and probably in Loudoun County. As a former Loudoun County resident, I hope that does not happen because I think it's just it's already a mess up there. But legitimately, where do you think that the Commanders are going to build their stadium? Back think, at RFK? I think the best fit you need to find somewhere in D.C. area. It's only where, RFK. Where the Met, yeah. If if you could do RFK's site, great, because you need public transportation. Yeah. Parking, especially at FedEx, for example, is Atrocious. horrible. You need somewhere where you can build a community around it, which D.C. already has, so people can go out to bars Hop on the metro, go to the game, or if they absolutely want to park at the stadium, they can tailgate. If you go to Loudoun County, it's going to be a mess. There is a metro there, by the way. It does it, go out to Dulles Airport now, past Dulles yes Airport. Yes and no. I mean, you want multiple ways to go. That's just one sole train to get on. Other than RFK, you probably can have the multiple routes connecting there, if that makes any sense. Right, you can say the metro. There's a metro train there, but yeah, that goes out there. But there's also one in Rockville, so it's like yeah. you know that's it's not exactly DC. <laughs> it takes forty, you know, half hour, forty five minutes from yeah. the middle of DC. Get, to get on to the Mark train and build it in Jefferson County, Shenandoah <laughs> Junction. <laughs> now we're talking. Bring the money to West Virginia. That's right. It's about time they get a professional sports team in the state. <laughs> All right, right, Nick, where do you think Andrews. it should go? Uh, I think D.C. is the spot if you can get it done now financially and, and if the city will actually let them build is the question. So I think, though, if you can have it in D.C., the D.C. teams should be in yeah. D.C. It makes the sense. one major problem with all this is that the land is leased. The land at RFK, that whole complex, is leased to D.C. by the federal government. So the federal government owns that land. That's the biggest hurdle. In all of it is they'd have to sell the land to D.C. and then D.C. would have to sell it because the federal government doesn't necessarily sell land to individuals, to, you know, public places like it's a, it's a federal D.C. government. D.C. a state. <laughs> Dylan, where do you think it's going to go? Uh, let's go business grind set. Let's get some tax breaks. Put it in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, St. Louis. It, put it in D.C. Hey, you know. Commanders to St. Louis. Uh, no, DC, the RFK site seems like it makes the most sense. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break talking some M- or, excuse me, NBA playoffs. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. Two, ten, back in two minutes. Now you can be a better man for your brand-new Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. The Traeger Connect Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor, and then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. 
April is National Donate Life Month. WVU Medicine is joining the effort to raise awareness for organ donation. Did you know that more than 100,000 people are waiting for life-saving organ transplants? One donor can save up to nine people through organ donation, provide sight for two people through cornea donation, and restore health for more than 150 people through tissue donation. Join WVU Medicine and help spread awareness about the gift of donation. And if you haven't registered, visit registerme.org. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We were good, we were cold, kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right, till we weren't, built a home and watched it. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your May 19th, 2023, brought to you in part by, or not brought, the wrong segment, excuse me. <laughs> this is uh, Nick's favorite song we're playing. It's it's reserved for Fridays now, Nick. Okay, I like it, because Miley was cracking down on us playing her song too much. <laughs> All right, let's talk some NBA playoffs, as uh, last night, it was a closer game than uh you know what what could have happened but it was a 108 103 victory for the nuggets over the lakers now they lead the series two nothing uh i thought it was going to be tied after last night but unfortunately that 32 point outburst by the nuggets is start betting whatever colin says on the show yeah only on the show though and it can't be me to bet what i say on the show for some reason because each time i bet it's wrong but whenever I say something on the show and don't bet in this NBA playoffs, in this NBA playoffs, it, it's been spot on, and I, I don't know why. You have the power. You have the script. I I, I, I just so. can't believe that the Lakers lost that game after it looked like it was going so well for them. I mean, I, it really it was a you know fourth quarter outburst by Jamal Murray and yeah. the rest of the Nuggets. That I mean, Jamal Murray was putting up a a heck of a stinker in those first three quarters. Uh, looked like he was about to you know really come down the entire opposite way from that game one but I, the the lakers made a good adjustment starting really hachimura uh because it looked like that being able to play anthony davis off the ball uh, get, instead of putting him right on Nikola Jokic was the right move so that he could help and roam around and intercept passing lanes and whatnot and it worked and Rui came in and did his offensive work on the other side just kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter and the nuggets just started uh, right? Yeah, it was like grinding against this. Yeah, well, we're sure. all doing that today, apparently. 
But yeah, I mean, it's tough though. But hey, both those games were in Denver. You kind of thought, you know, the Nuggets win both those games. You go back to LA. I think they can take both of the games in LA and turn this into a three game, you know, best two out of three in the end. I still think the Nuggets probably win in seven. I'll give them seven. I wouldn't be surprised if it sticks. It feels a lot like the Phoenix series, you know, except Denver was kind of blowing them out in the first two games. But in terms of you could see the Lakers tying it up in two, but ultimately the Nuggets are going to win this series, it seems like. Uh, I mean, LeBron fell apart last night. I don't know what was going on with him. He missed a dunk. He went 0 for 6 from 3. He didn't look like LeBron. I know he's 39 years old or whatever at this point, but um, I I feel like they need more out of him. Jokic continues to play well. You know, another triple-double for him. So uh, if they keep allowing that, even if he's not scoring, you know, he's setting up his teammates. He's rebounding at a high rate. That's really when he's at his best because, I mean, we saw Jokic drop 53 in the game against uh, Phoenix, and they lost. So, I mean, for Jokic to be at his best, you know, if he's in the 20 to 25 range plus the rebounds in the 10 to 20 range or whatever he's going to do, and then, you know, multiple or double-digit assist numbers as well, you know, that's Nikola Jokic dominating. And uh, he continues to do that. Murray, like you said, was great in the fourth quarter. I just don't think this Lakers team has enough to compete with Denver in a full series. Um, ultimately, they'll probably bounce back and get a win in L.A., but I think Denver's going to win this in five or six. Um, you know, Rui has played great, though. So Yeah, he started, I think, 7-7. Seven to seven. Yeah, and he's and just finished 8-10. Yeah. I don't know why the Why did he stop couldn't... shooting then? I mean, <laughs> right. if you start 7-7 seven to seven and you only – and that was first quarter or first half. Right, it should be. I should correct myself. They didn't start Rui. They started Jared Vanderbilt, did, yeah, but with the same Vanderbilt. with the same idea yeah. of uh, playing Vanderbilt. But Rui played thirty minutes. Vanderbilt played seventeen. So. Right, basically starting in a name only. But uh, something I mentioned on the latest episode of Highly Disputed with Ryan Stickle. That, Get your that plug in. Like, Get your plug Ooh. in. Yeah, what? Yeah, but we, we mentioned that Anthony Davis probably needs to really carry the load offensively. But it's going to be tough because of what he has to do on defense. Last night, he's 4 of 15. He had 14 rebounds, but only yeah, 18 points. LeBron was 0 of 6 from 3, ended up with 20, 22, 9, and 10. But Anthony Davis has to be the best player in this series for the Lakers to win it on yeah. both ends of the ball, both ends of the court. Yeah. And ultimately, and, that's why Rui needs to be in the game because he he does some better things against Jokic, and then that allows Davis to kind of play off ball and not have to focus as much on the defensive end, and he can – you know, get his points on the offensive end. But overall, I mean, Denver's the more physical, bigger team, and, and that is definitely tough uh, for this Lakers squad. So, you know, I think Denver's going to win this series, whether it goes five or six games, seven maybe. Uh, I mean, the Lakers obviously have two of the greatest players, you know, in the league still at this point, even with LeBron aging, that they can make it a series, I think. But I just think Denver's the better overall team. I think Denver has the best player. Well, the series shifts back to L.A. tomorrow. Game three set for 830 on ABC. Uh, if the Lakers don't win at home, they could or they don't win tomorrow night, they could be on Monday's game with backs against the wall. I mean, if they don't win tomorrow night, they're down 3-0. The series yeah. is over. If they don't win both games in L.A., three and four, they're done. Yeah. yeah. I agree, but I also think that they're going to. I kind of think they will. Yeah. All right. We'll hammer the Colin prediction. There All right. See so. if Speaking of Colin. If it does, I want 10%. Now that we start putting money on it, though, it won't work. Yeah. 
you can't put money on it. That's the problem. Because if you do it, it doesn't work. All I right, moving on. The Celtics have to always worth the risk, right? Yeah, can't Game. win money if you don't play money. Hundred yeah. percent of the shots you don't take, you miss. Kobe Bryant. All right, Michael the Scott. the uh, <laughs> Heat and Celtics series game two tonight. Miami already leads one nothing, but Boston once again favored in this game at home by nine. Game uh, three is set for Sunday in Miami. So by the time the series, or by the time we come back on Monday, I talked about yesterday. Different complexion for the series could happen, but who knows, Colin? What are your take on the Celtics tonight? It could be they this need weekend. To play could defense. be it. They could their backs could be against the wall. I, I know on they, Tuesday they night. They need to play defense. That's what it comes down to. You, you can't let Miami go out and have a forty-six point quarter against you again. You, you need to figure out how to stop playoff Jimmy Butler, who I have said and I'll say it again has been the best player in the playoffs in my mind this year. I think there's a few things. In the East, at least. Uh, one, you do need to obviously play better on defense. But since I didn't watch the game live, I didn't really get these takeaways. I think we had a game or something from the other day. We did. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just kind of going back and hearing some other things just about the game. Jason Tatum didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That can't happen. Joe Mazzulla didn't call a timeout in a 46-point quarter. He didn't use one timeout. Yes. So he's being outcoached. You're not getting anything out of Tatum in the fourth. And he's traveling three times, I think it was, in the game in the fourth quarter. So he's playing nervous, it looks like. You were going the direction that I was going to go. We need uh, Jason Tatum to have a show up under the bright lights consistently. How about that? You put up 51 points in game seven against the Sixers, but then you have three quarters a of a, three quarters of a stinker in, in game mm-hmm. six and then tonight you know what game one you get 30 points but don't show up in the fourth traveling multiple times i got to watch the fourth quarter he was all over the place turning the ball he over. he must not have youtube traveling. tv <laughs> right i sure don't yeah that was the problem but come on jason tatum he needs to show step up, up consistently all right please <laughs> All right, that'll do, it. For the heat. that'll do it for this segment of the heat Sports culture. Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On our side of this break, we'll talk Nats and O's and wrap things up for this week on the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. The sun is dropping, the sky is clear. White wine and a bucket of beer just sipping. Sipping on summertime. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details.
At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. Segment sponsored in part by the Mirror Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. I said Martinsburg. Martinsburg. Borg. Uh, the Nats, they get swept by the Marlins yesterday. Not a good week for them as they could have used that as an advantage. They lost 5-3. to three. Uh, Just wasn't a great series for them. Uh, but they host the Tigers this weekend for a three-game set. It begins tonight at 7.05, tomorrow at 4.05, and Sunday at 1.35. We'll have all the coverage for you on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 7.40 with uh, pregame coverage beginning 30 minutes prior to first pitch. The O's, they fall yesterday, unfortunately, but they're uh, you know they're the O's. They're looking good. Yeah, I mean, it's a good test for the them. Angels. The Angels obviously have two of the best players in the league. And Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. So, you know, you they should have probably won yesterday. They made some little mistakes uh, down the stretch of that game. Um, felt like they were going to win the game, but they couldn't put them away. So, you know, it is what it is. Long season. Big series with Toronto. I think if you can take yeah. two of these games, you're feeling pretty confident at this point in the year. Yep, just got to keep winning series, even though yesterday's loss was disappointing because you, you came back, took the lead, lost the lead, regained the lead, and then lost the lead again because you didn't want to waste your bullpen and throw certain guys from the bullpen too much. So you went out there with uh, guys that are typically not the guys that you want to see. You probably won't see them come September, but in May it's understandable in a game where, yes, you like the win, but at the same time you still have plenty of games left in the season to where a loss hopefully won't hurt you in the long run but definitely a big test with the you know toronto blue jays you're in your divisional matchup this weekend it could be big to take those serious games dylan thoughts how about that moonshot by adley rutschman yesterday on the flag court in right field yeah it hit a pillar before uh so here's a debate that i see now you know how since you guys have been to camden yards they put all the plaques on the ground of where home runs landed on utah street yep 
this actually hit one of the pillars for the gates, so it stopped it from going onto Utah Street. So now fans are saying, put the plaque on the pillar. All right. right. Well, I'll do it once again. Nationals baseball on all weekend long. 7.05 tonight, 4.05 tomorrow, and 1.35 on Sunday. Pre-game 30 minutes prior. Any weekend plans, guys? I'm going to take a trip to Frederick tonight and visit some friends. The Wine Fest tomorrow. Are you going? Yeah. Nick, any plans? Not really, no. All right. I don't have any plans either. But that'll do. I'll have some fun plans next weekend because it's Memorial Day. We get the day off on Monday, so I'll be going on a golfing outing. We're trying to get better for that Bulldog Golf Classic. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Foy saying so long. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you on Monday with regional baseball beginning. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.